Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now this is the drive at 5 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli Well, Republicans are now threatening to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. They should. The debate is going on right now about a potential impeachment inquiry into the president of the United States as Hunter Biden defied Congress today and instead gave a speech playing the victim card. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And here's the thing. The White House knew Hunter Biden was going to defy the congressional subpoena. They knew this because Corrine Jean-Pierre today came out and said that the president knew what his son was going to say. So now think about this. Now, the president of the United States knew his son was going to defy a congressional subpoena to testify, to do a deposition. President knew this ahead of time. This is what Corrine Jean-Pierre said today. Take a listen. (laughs) Look, um... I don't have anything else to add. The president was familiar with what um, Hunter was going to say today. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, look, he's proud of his son. He and the first lady are proud of his son, how he's rebuilding his life back. He's going to focus on what is needed on the American people. Hunter, and I've said this many times, as a private citizen. And so certainly I would have to refer you to... Um, uh, to his representatives. I'm just not going to get into private conversations because what you're asking me is actually a private conversation. I'm- so he knew. He knew his son was going to defy the, the subpoena by Congress today. There you go. Uh, Wild Bill's in West Grove. Hello, Wild Bill. How are you? Hey, Rich. How are you doing? Good, buddy. That's good. Um, I'll start with Nikki the neocon. Um, when it wasn't fashionable in the days gone by to vote for a woman president, I would have voted for Jean Kirkpatrick any day of the week. Um, and Nikki is no Jean Kirkpatrick. Um, on the topic of Hakeem Jeffries, I've noticed over the past four months he's changed his cadence of speech to try to sound a lot like Barack Obama. Maybe my imagination, I don't know. But I just pick those things up from time to time. But it's nice to speak with you. I wanted to wish you happy holidays again for you, the family, and the staff there. And Merry Christmas, man. Well, Merry Christmas, Wild Bill. Same to you, buddy. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Always do, man. See you later. All right. You bet. Um, Quick question for you, Matt DeSantis, as the executive producer of the show. Is the Cape May event on Friday a... No whites event. What is what? no white people? I I don't think so. Oh no! I think anybody can come regardless of skin color. Oh, why? <laughs> well, it turns out Boston Mayor Michelle Wu 
uh, had a holiday party specifically for, quote, electeds of color. <laughs> and electeds of color, and that was what the party was. So white people were not supposed to receive an invite. She sent it to everybody by mistake. So even white people got it. And they apologized because the white people were not supposed to get an invite to the party. So they said, I did send that to everyone by accident. And I apologize in my email. If you have been been offended or came across as so, sorry for any confusion this may have caused. Boston City Council is comprised of six minority and seven white members. The revelation of a secret no whites holiday party drew some backlash and sent social media a flutter. City Councilor Frank Baker, a white Democrat, bashed the move as unfortunate and divisive, but stressed it didn't affect him personally. I don't really get offended too easily, he said. To offend me, you're going to have to do much more than not invite me to a party. I find it unfortunate that with the temperature the way it is, that we would further that division. This was the, um, the invite here that I have in my formerly pangolin-stained fingers. Mayor Wu, the mayor of Boston, invited only electeds of color to a holiday party. The email was mistakenly sent to all city council members, including the white ones. Honorable members, on behalf of Mayor Michelle Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest to the Electeds of Color Holiday Party on Wednesday, December 13th, 5.30 p.m. at the Parkman House, 33 Beacon Street. Please let me know if you plan to attend and if you have any dietary restrictions, which I'm sure they all do. There you go. Unlike that, our, our event on Friday is open to everyone so if you want to join us in cape may you are welcome no matter what whose husband is white the mayor of boston yeah michelle Wu. so, so they, she did, was this all about just keeping your husband I, out I away think, i i think this isn't a conspiracy theory i think it's probably true that she just wanted to have a party without her husband and this is the way to do it she said how do i make sure my husband stops coming to holiday parties <laughs> why don't you have a, 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 a electeds of color party and no whites allowed oh that's perfect <laughs> And I go home and say, I'm sorry, honey, but your kind is not welcome. <laughs> it has to be what she was doing, right? Obviously, because to imagine the year 2023 in America that we would still segregate holiday parties based on race sounds to me a bit backwards, does it not? Uh, it sounds a lot backwards. Right. So clearly this was just a plan to be, for the mayor to be able to get bombed and maybe hook up with somebody that <laughs> night and just... Go wild and go crazy. Be like, you know, I get to these Christmas parties, the punch, photocopy my rear end, and I don't want my husband seeing any of it. So how do we get him to stay home? Guy comes to everything. What if you ban white people? Oh, that's a brilliant idea. We're Democrats. We can do that stuff, right? Yeah, hell yeah, we can. Great. Electeds of color. You must show your skin color before being allowed into the party. They got like a sheet of paper that they measure the color again. I also think that she she has two kids. It looks like probably doesn't want them at the the party either. No, and 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 for, for that night at least they're white. You know I'm saying. Well, they, no, I'm I'm saying like if the husband is staying home, yeah, might as well leave the kids at home. Well, I don't too. think the kids were ever invited to the holiday party anyway. Who the hell wants to bring your kids to a party? <laughs> no, kids go to holiday parties all the time. They're annoying. Well, you should not bring children to a. To, a, to an office Christmas party. Especially not a racist one. Not a racist Christmas party either. Um, but by the way, next door, the Klan is having their whites-only Christmas party, so works out well. <laughs> so congratulations, Michelle Wu. You That's horrible. <laughs> have pulled something out that is timing. absolutely brilliant. 
Let discrimination and segregation reign free in Boston in the year 2023. Amazing. Uh, all right, 855-839-1210 is the number. Uh, speaking of whack jobs, this is a crazy member of Congress named Jasmine Crockett, Democrat from Texas. She called Republicans this uh, shortly outside the U.S. Capitol today. Take a listen. And right now we know that they are continually trying to tear us down from within. When we swore our oath, we swore our oath to protect against enemies, foreign and domestic. And let me tell you something. Those of us that serve on oversight, especially those of us that are specifically Democrats, I feel like we are constantly fighting domestic enemies and no one should feel that way. The American people should be outraged right now. Outraged. Outraged. So Republicans are domestic enemies. How's that for bipartisanship, huh? The same whack job Democrat Representative Jasmine Crockett at one point fantasized about going to another country. She was on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, cut 18. It's, it's mm-hmm. more so the angst that got me into politics. Mm-hmm. It was the fear. I remember when Trump got elected, I was researching what it would take for me to get my dual citizenship between the United States and and Canada, because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna need to get up and out of here. What do you think I've been doing the past year? What have I been saying in this room for mm-hmm. the longest? I mean, I, That's exa- I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I I'm not either. I already know what's about to go. No, on. no, no, no. I'm not either. I mean, that was that was a fear moment for me, and a number mm-hmm. of my colleagues, especially in my current class, were like, "That's when they got engaged and was like, wait a minute, ain't nobody coming to save us. I'm gonna have to step up and save us.' By by running to Canada." So you could be around the bastard love child of Fidel Castro. That makes a lot of sense. And by the way, oh, it does what? not make any sense because obviously Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. So I don't even understand why you would make a connection to to Cuba. Allegedly, <laughs> I guarantee you now, one hundred percent of the Zioli army. Every time they go to a restaurant and there's a Cuban sandwich on the menu, they think of Justin Trudeau. A hundred percent. They will now. Uh, absolutely. I love a good Cuban sandwich. You know, they're pressed. You got the ham and the cheese, the pickles, the mustard, right? They're good. They're great if you have the right bread. And you don't do ciabatta bread for that. For that, You do not use that elitist buttery bun. Got to do it right. You press it nice. And I guarantee, wherever you are, you see either Cuban coffee or a Cuban sandwich on the menu. The first thing you think of is Justin Trudeau <laughs> because of me. It will be now. It absolutely will be the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Moving forward, yes. Justin's having a Cubans-only Christmas party, and he's the only one going. Not many up there in Canada. (laughs) So, there's that. Um, Let me share with you, I I played this earlier in the show, but I think it's worth repeating uh, in the sense of kind of to understand what the, is happening right now. Uh, Hunter Biden, <laughs> excuse me, did not go to the deposition today. Pardon me, get a little cough, but not contagious. Don't worry, just allergies. Uh, did not go to the deposition today. He instead gave a big speech, played the victim card, went on about MAGA Republicans, and he said the magic words of, my father was not financially involved in my business. So whether or not, and again, I just want to make this point clear. I don't believe that for a second. I think Joe Biden was absolutely making money in Hunter's business. But let's also understand that does not negate the fact that he abused his office if he helped his family members make money. Even if Joe Biden did not take any money personally, and I do not believe that to be the case. I am convinced the guy took money. I'm convinced that all these loan repayments, because how do you repay a loan 
if there was no loan. That's not a loan repayment. You can call it that. You can put anything you want down in the memo of the check, but if there was no loan, there's no repayment. So I'm convinced that Joe Biden made money off these deals. I'm convinced of it. But Hunter said my father was not financially involved in my business, which means he was involved. He was, he was involved. And what he did was use his influence as vice president of the United States of America to help his son. Oh, this is what Hunter said today. Take a listen. Mega Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They have ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. For six years, I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine, shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. My father was not financially involved. So basically what Hunter's admitting here, and this is terrible for the president, is yeah, my dad helped. My dad was involved, not financially, but he was involved. So all those times that Joe Biden made phone calls or went to meetings as vice president of the United States, he was helping Hunter and his business. The time that Joe Biden threatened to have the prosecutor, if he wasn't fired, he was going to take a billion dollars in American aid away from Ukraine. That bribe, that extortion plot against Ukraine, Joe Biden did that. Whether or not Joe Biden profited off of that doesn't matter. If his family members did, he's just as guilty. You cannot use your office to benefit and enrich your family members. But I still, for one, believe Joe Biden made money off this. Here is uh, Jim Jordan today. He outlined this case, I think, very, very well. Why this needs to proceed. Why we need to go forward here with the impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. Take a listen. We're disappointed they didn't show up. I mean, he was just across the way at the Capitol. You think he could have come here and sat? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you do the one from the from the floor speech? Thanks, Matt. He gave a, uh, a, a number of them are giving speeches. It's still going on. I assume there'll be a vote at some point. Hopefully it'll be before seven o'clock so we can bring it to you live. But just in case it's not, um, this is what he said today. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I thank the gentleman for yielding. This is a story as old as the hills. You got a politician who does certain things. Those actions then benefit his family financially. And then there's an effort to conceal it and sweep it under the rug. The best example is to go back to the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Four key facts about Hunter Biden's involvement with this company and Joe Biden's involvement. First, Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma. Second, he's not qualified to be on the board of Burisma. Don't take my word for it. He said it himself. Third, he asked, he's asked by the executives of Burisma, can you weigh in with Washington, with D.C. to help alleviate the pressure we are under? Three days later, the vice president of the United States, now President Joe Biden, goes to Ukraine and conditions American tax dollars for Ukraine on the firing of the prosecutor who was applying the pressure to the company Hunter Biden was on the board of. 
That, that's why we're going with an official impeachment inquiry vote today. That's why this needs to be investigated. There are two resolutions we're considering. Resolution 918 and Resolution 917 incorporated if we pass 918. Three names mentioned in those two resolutions. One name, of course, is Joe Biden, President of the United States. But the other two names in Resolution 917 are two DOJ tax lawyers, Mark Daly and Jack Morgan. Two guys we want to talk to that the Biden Justice Department says we're not going to let you talk to them. With this vote, we think we get to talk to those individuals. And here's why it's important. These guys, these two individuals, initially said there should be tax, felony tax charges for 2014, 2015 in the Hunter Biden investigation. And that's important because those are the years when the bulk of the income from Burisma came to Hunter Biden. They initially said there should be tax char or, uh, felony tax charges for those years. Then they changed their position. Eight months later, they changed their position. We want to know why. Why did, you do that? why did you let the statute of limitations, intentionally let the statute of limitations lapse for those years? My theory is it's one thing to charge Hunter Biden on a gun charge in Delaware. It's another thing to say we're not going to charge, another thing to charge him on Burisma tax years, because that gets you to Joe Biden. That gets you to the White House. That's why we need this vote. The impeachment power, as the chairman said, is a power that solely resides in the House. When you have a majority of the House of Representatives go on record, that sends a message. We think we get timely participation from the witnesses we need to talk to and the documents Mr. Comer has been seeking. Finally, I would say this about this changing story from the White House, this changing story from the Justice Department. Today, Hunter Biden did a press conference. He was supposed to be in a deposition. He did a press conference. And at that press conference, he said, my father was not financially involved in the business. Well, that's an important qualifier. We haven't heard that. For three years, we haven't heard that. All we've heard is Joe Biden had no involvement. Now his son does a press conference when he's supposed to be being deposed and says he wasn't financially involved. Well, what involvement was it? We know there was phone calls, dinners, and meetings. What involvement was it? That's why we want to ask these questions with important witnesses. That's why this resolution is important. I urge a yes vote. With that, I yield back. Uh, good. And I, and I hope the yes vote goes forward because the yes vote should go forward. No question about it. And hopefully it'll go forward before seven o'clock tonight and we can move forward with this and we can hopefully get to the truth of everything that's happening. Because I am, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of the United States Department of Justice and the Internal Revenue Service covering up for these financial crimes here. And that's what this entire thing is about. That's what's been happening. Here is um, Democrat Representative Jim McGovern. I, t I told you the Democrats are not in any way, shape or form going to be on board with this. Not, not one of them. They will not be a single one of them. They all act lockstep. Remember, Republicans cross the aisle to go after other Republicans, and they're heroes. Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, they're, they're heroes. But Democrats circle the wagons, and they all do exactly what they're told. Nobody, nobody will challenge this. And they'll all repeat the same talking points, that these are extreme Republicans trying to just attack Joe Biden, and there's nothing here. Take a listen. And Republicans are weaponizing this addiction and using it to attack President Biden, a man of decency and integrity. Frankly, it's one of, if not the most despicable things I've seen in my whole career here in Congress. Oh, imagine that. One of the most despicable things. Th these are actual credible allegations that Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States, abused his office to help his family get rich. It's all there. And 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 Biden has apparently expressed woes over Hunter's or guilt over Hunter's legal woes. Apparently. Now, this is a story in The New York Post by Victor Nava that President Biden has privately expressed that he feels guilty about Hunter Biden's legal troubles, telling close associates 
He believes his son wouldn't be facing federal indictment if he had not run for office in 2020. In private, no issue is more likely to anger or sadden President Biden than attacks on his son, which describes people close to the 81-year-old president noticing that his mood shifts when there is unpleasant news about Hunter. View in the president's inner circle feel free to discuss Hunter's situation with the president over fears that it could prompt both fury and dejection. Now, this may be one of those things where people are saying these things deliberately because the plan will be, Joe Biden says, to spare my son the indignation and this horrible legal trauma that he's going through, which he doesn't deserve because he was an addict. And they are just making this another way to attack Americans who have addiction. And these MAGA extreme Republicans are just going to destroy my son, my child. And I've already lost a child and I'm not I can't I can't let this happen again. So I'm issuing a pardon for my son and I'm not going to be seeking reelection to the presidency of the United States of America. Now, if Hunter's pardoned. Then this all goes away. It all goes away. They're not going to bring up charges against Joe Biden. Even if a Republican gets in the White House, it's over. It goes away. That's what's going to happen. Now, am I saying that that's exactly what's going to happen? No, I'm saying that I think a story like this is put out there for a reason. Right. If you're going to if there is enough pressure mounting on Hunter Biden, legally speaking, where Hunter Biden is going to go to federal prison and Joe Biden knows that Hunter Biden can link him and take him down. And the only way to avoid all of that is to just give Hunter Biden a pardon. You pardon Hunter, it all goes away. It all goes away because there's no crimes against Joe Biden if there's no crimes against Hunter Biden. You issue a pardon. You do not have to have a a conviction to have a pardon. Remember, when Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, he pardoned him for any and all crimes he may or may not have committed against the United States of America. Joe Biden can pardon Hunter Biden for everything. For, for failure to register as a foreign agent, all of these things. Just give him the, just a, a blanket immunity from everything. A complete sweep. And then it's over. Because if Hunter didn't commit any crimes, then a pardon makes crimes go away like it never happened. And if then if Hunter didn't commit any crimes, well, then Joe Biden didn't commit any crimes. So then the investigation's over. It stops. Joe Biden gets to walk away with his legacy intact, does not get brought down here by his son, who I think would do anything to avoid prison, including selling out his old man. He has a viable excuse to get out of a race that he's going to lose and everybody's telling him he's going to lose. And I don't think the president really cares that much about his son. I don't really think this is this is really a thing, but I think it's a great opportunity for him to come out and say, it's my son, it's my boy, it's my child. I can't I can't let this go on like this. So a story that comes out like this, that Biden is so deeply guilty and depressed over what Hunter Biden's going through, is just a setup for when Joe Biden eventually pardons him and then exits the race, gets out, and he's done. And then it all goes away. And then the Democrats have someone someone new. And Joe Biden cannot pardon his son and and be reelected president. The American people will not stand for that. They won't. Pardons are always controversial, which is why presidents typically do them at the very end of their term. But when you pardon your own family member, people really don't like that. And that will be the end of Joe Biden's campaign. But even beyond that, it's the end of the investigation. There's no more investigation. There's nothing to investigate. The president just pardoned Hunter Biden. It's over. It's over. So if you're not investigating Hunter, you can't. He's been pardoned by the president. 
you're never going to get to Joe Biden. You're never going to get to Joe Biden. So it ends. It goes away. And then Joe Biden's not running again for, for president. So then the, the point of the impeachment will go nowhere because the Republicans in the Senate are not going to let it go anywhere anyway. So even though the House is going to pass this inquiry and that will be in the House, if you think that any Senate Republicans are going to actually join in on taking down their old buddy, Joe Biden, you think Mitch McConnell is going to go down that road? Hell no. Hell no. This is all about exposing all this on, 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 to America, exposing Joe Biden to America, which is an important thing to do. But do I think it's going to lead to a conviction of Joe Biden and removal by two thirds of the Senate? No, I don't. But I think the federal charges again against Hunter Biden and there's more to come. The issue of if you're an American citizen, you're doing business with a foreign government. You have to register. It's a federal law. It's the Foreign Agent Registration Act. And if you're doing business with China, you're doing business with Ukraine and you're not registered, you are violating federal law. That's the actual charge, ironically enough, that got the entire original, don't call it a sweetheart deal, deal to cover up for the president's federal uh, tax crimes back in the summer. That's what blew the whole thing up. When the judge asked the hypothetical question, could Hunter Biden still face charges for failing to register as a foreign agent? And his attorney said yes. And Hunter said, or or I should say the government said yes, and Hunter's attorneys, they all huddled in the back room and Hunter said, no, 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 I can't, I can't agree to this because they could still charge me with other stuff. So that deal blew up. And then since that deal blew up, Joe Biden's only gotten more unpopular and Donald Trump's popularity has surged even in the general election. And now they're realizing they're facing a real threat of, of Donald Trump being the president of the United States of America and going in there and reforming the executive branch of government as Project 2025 outlines which really would be the end of the deep state in many ways at least to be some real significant blows against the deep state and they don't want to risk that so if that means getting rid of joe biden they'll get rid of joe biden remember david axelrod was the one who came out after the big obama soiree weekend on that sunday morning and said joe biden's got to go and he would not have said that unless the obamas were on board with it obviously so they need him out this is the way to do it this is the way you get him out you 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 paint hunter as a victim These poor, these mean, evil MAGA Republicans are going after him because he had a drug addiction and they belittle his recovery and they mock him. And they, this is all about that. And that's all it is. And I can't sit here and let my son go through another second of this. So I know sometimes you got to put family first and I'm choosing my family first. Which is why I, Joseph Robinette Biden, am issuing a full and unconditional pardon for any and all crimes my son may have committed against the United States of America. And I will not be seeking a second term as president. Because I know this will be deeply unpopular to some people, but you have to realize that if I have the power to save my son, I'm going to save it. And you'd do the same thing if it was your son. Because Hunter's done nothing wrong other than fighting his demons and conquering them. And these MAGA extremist Republicans won't let it go. And he steps aside. The investigation's over. Joe Biden can go back to the beach in Delaware. Don't have to worry about any of this anymore. Because if this keeps going down this road, this will all come out. I mean, Hunter saying today, my father was not financially involved in my business may have been a threat to Joe Biden. It may have been a very carefully created line, carefully crafted line in that statement So that Biden knows, look, I'm not going to prison here. I am not going to prison. And if it means that I sell you out, I'll do it. 
because you were involved. Your involvement was there. And I will stand here and say you weren't financially involved as a blessing to you, as a gift to you so that people don't think you're corrupt. But you know, and I know you absolutely were involved. And whether you took money or not is irrelevant. I'll bring you down. I'm not going to prison. I'm not going to jail for you. You, you better help me. So that may have been a very thinly veiled threat to the president today by Hunter Biden's legal team and the PR people that wrote that. Which is to say that if a pardon does not come and this does not end, I'm going to start singing because I'm not going to prison. Guys like Hunter Biden cannot handle prison. Guys like him will squeal. And I think today was the first salvo in that, the warning shot that, yes, I will talk if I have to. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you want to weigh in, by the way, Joe Biden, an excellent find here back in 2007, said the following. As a senator from Delaware, former Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Joseph R. Biden Jr., Democrat of Delaware, announced his support today for issuing contempt citations for White House Chief of Staff Josh Bolton and former Deputy Chief of Staff Carl Rove for refusing to comply with congressional subpoenas for documents and testimony on the White House's role in the firings of several distinguished United States attorneys. Quote from Senator Biden, Executive privilege protects certain communications between the president and his top advisors. It doesn't shield criminal conduct. It can't thwart Congress's constitutional oversight responsibility and, contrary to the president's belief, is not an absolute blanket protection from answering Congress's questions. Executive privilege can only be invoked in response to specific questions and document requests. Quote, subpoenaed witnesses have got to show up and invoke the privilege. Let me say that again. Subpoenaed witnesses have got to show up and invoke the privilege. Yet Joe Biden knew today that Hunter was not going to show up and knew that Hunter Biden was going to give a speech. Double standards indeed. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Guys, if you want to give the perfect holiday gift, something she is going to love and appreciate and think of you, then we got to talk about the naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram.com. And they're so good, they sell it every year. And the best part is, of course, you're going to get a free naturally nude nighty, a $75 value, your beautiful deluxe savings on this two-in-one complete gift. Pajamagram's naturally nude pajamas are famous. They sell it every year for a reason. Soft, silky, totally luxurious, better than lingerie with a curved, caressing fit. And they'll even wrap it for you. They'll ship it right away. You'll get it in time for Christmas if it doesn't sell out. And since it sells out every year, you cannot procrastinate. You got to do it now. With Pajamagram, you know you're going to get a gift that she's going to love. It's guaranteed. And it makes this a very easy Christmas gift. But you got to hurry before it's gone. Just go to pajamagram.com today for the naturally nude pajamas. Several different colors and shapes and sizes and all kinds of different styles. Pick out something you know she's going to look beautiful in. She'll be comfortable in. She'll feel luxurious in it. And she'll be very, very happy that you took the time to buy it for her. Naturally Nude Pajamas, pajamagram.com. Don't forget, you're going to get the free Naturally Nude 90, a $75 savings on a deluxe two-in-one complete gift. Pajamagram.com. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. So, if you think about it, the uh, old saying... 
Ophelia Duff protests too much comes to mind with all the Democrats screaming about how there's no evidence here. There's no evidence here. That's what uh, old man Dudley says as I do my social media check in courtesy of our friends at Cherry Hill Vavo. He says, Rich, the most overwhelming evidence that an impeachment inquiry is needed is the degree and volume with which the Democrats are insisting there is no evidence. Excellent point. Uh, Diane says, Rich, if uh, that happens and Hunter is pardoned, can they go after the president's brother and wife? Well, uh, I mean, they they could, but they wouldn't. And there's also statute of limitations issues. So probably not. I, I, I don't think the statute of limitations would. The window, if it hasn't already closed, you have to file charges by a certain time. I think the window is either already closed or it's very close to closing. So, no, I don't I don't see that happening here. This isn't like murder where they can go after him at any point. And I don't think at that point they would need to. You know, this is, in my opinion, about getting Joe Biden out of the race at this point. Uh, Let's see here. Road Warrior says Biden is going to throw Hunter under the bus because he's an a-hole. But the best tweet of the day has to come from Mr. Papa Giorgio. Mr. Papa Giorgio. He says, Rich, I'm not sure I buy into the whole pardon theory. Maybe it's because you got the Doug Burgum thing so wrong. That's fair. That's fair enough. <laughs> In fairness, though, who who didn't expect Doug Burgum to just walk away with that nomination? Well, yeah, but I'm not any guy, Matt DeSantis. I'm supposed to be the political prognosticator of our times. That's true. And I called that one so wrong when I said, mark my words, President Doug Burgum. And the Burgum bros, both of them. <laughs> I blew it. So I understand you can throw, you can just disregard all my other political theories because I got one thing wrong, fine. But Doug Burgum had everything going for him. I was convinced that 2% was going to go to 200%. <laughs> like overnight. In fairness, though, you did also say that Asa Hutchinson has an incredible chance uh, as well. And he's still very much alive, obviously. Yeah, Asad Hutchins is definitely who I think is now going to be the Republican nominee for president. I've, I've gone on record saying that. I'm doubling down on the Asad. Asad Hutchins. Hutchins, am I saying it right? Uh, say it one more time. Asad Hutchins. No, you mispronounced it. Hutchins, Hutchinson. Asad Hutchinson. Yeah, there you go. H- Hutchins. Asad Hutchinson. Yeah, it still sounds wrong. Yeah, I think it sounds right, Henry. Right? I'm just I'm talking a little fast. I get, I get the cough yeah. drop in. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It can be tough I think it's that. fine. Yeah, no, I'm doubling down on, on that prediction. In fact, let me say, if I'm wrong, if if uh, Asad is not president, I will I will I will give up my job. I will I will quit <laughs> talk radio. That's how confident I am. That's how sure I am. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, you'll be listening to the Henry Machette Show. Oh, boy. oh can't wait. <laughs> Henry and Mac can just take over. I'll be home sitting there going, damn you, asshat. <laughs> <laughs> damn you. I bet it all on you. Damn you, Doug Burgum. With your Matthew McConaughey hair and your two supporters. Carhartt vest. Carhartt vest. Damn you. Uh, yes. 855-839-1210 is the number. Here is, uh, let's see, this happened, um, Senator Ted Cruz ripped Senator Dick Durbin for protecting Jeffrey Epstein and those people that flew on, but Jeffrey Epstein's dead. He didn't kill himself, but he's dead. But there are people who flew on his plane and there was an effort by Senator Marsha Blackburn to have those names come out and be exposed. And Senator Dick Durbin killed it. 
he killed it as the committee chairman, which is his ability to do. And Ted Cruz explained exactly what happened here. And these Democrats protecting Jeffrey Epstein or the people on his plane, I should say, cut Ted. The first time we were going to vote on, on, on the subpoenas on Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo, we didn't vote on them. And I can tell you, like all the Republicans, we were all ready for combat. Let's go battle the Democrats. This is a partisan witch hunt. And what happened, so back behind the dais, there's a conference room where the Judiciary Committee meets. You, you, you have the, the dais there. And behind it, there's a conference room, and you can go and have meetings there. I can tell you Dick Durbin was sitting in that conference room with John Ossoff, the freshman Democrat senator from Georgia who serves on judiciary. And Durbin and Ossoff were having a heated, heated conversation. I don't know for sure what they were discussing. I didn't overhear their conversation, but it was energetic and it delayed and delayed and delayed. And then Durbin ended up deciding not to vote on the subpoenas. And I'll tell you, all the Republican senators, we were like, what's going on? Yeah. And a number of Republican senators suggested the problem was Ossoff told Durbin he was not willing to vote on the Epstein subpoena. Now, I don't know if that's because he didn't want it voted on or he didn't want to vote. No, I don't know why. And I don't know if it's true. I mean, we were Durbin never explained any of it to us. He just canceled it. Fast forward then. To when they did vote, vote out the subpoenas, the way he did so, he allowed no amendments. He just rammed it through and blocked all amendments. And so the logical inference is the only way Durbin could get his votes for the Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo subpoenas is to stop a vote on the Jeffrey Epstein subpoena. And somebody, and I think the most likely candidate is John Ossoff, really, really, really doesn't want to vote on that. I think that's all the more reason to vote on it. There you go. 855-839-1210. By the way, Ossoff sounds a lot like Asshat. Just saying. I don't. I should not have gone... <laughs> Spent so much time on him and then went to Ossoff because it's a, it was a lot. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Maybe I'm that'll confused. be his VP. Asshat and Ossoff? Yeah. It's a good ticket right there. I got bad news. I just looked up his polling averages. Who's? Uh, your, your boy Asshat. Oh. Um, well, you're using his name. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> well done. Uh, 0.9%. 0.9%. Well, yeah. you watch. Is that 09 the margin of error, I think, is 3%, so he actually may be in the negatives. It's possible he's negative at this point. He might, maybe this was a bad call. I may have made a bad prediction here. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. You everyone, watch that 0.9% is going to surge to 90%. Yeah, everyone loves a good comeback story. Every, the, he is, he is, he's, he's the Rocky of our story here. <laughs> All right? So you watch. You mark my words. And if not, then I will be out of a job. I'm putting it all on you, asshat. <laughs> Damn you, Doug Burgum. Damn you. Uh, listen, my buddy Tom Skopinich is a great guy, and I tell you what, he um, helped out my friend the other day. My friend was in an accident. And he reached out to me and said, hey, can you um, send me the name of, of the attorney you know? And I said, yeah, Tom Skopinich gave him his name's number. Uh, within an hour, he was on the phone with Tom, going through everything that happened, and Tom Skopinich is, well, that's the kind of guy he is. He, he works hard. He fights for you, and he will actually help you. You know, unlike these billboard clowns, as I call them, all these people, their faces out there, uh, these big, massive firms that they, they, they don't, the personal touch of Tom Skopinich is what you want. A guy who understands, has been doing this for 25 years, fighting for people to get what they deserve. 
to get the maximum settlement for their case. If you are injured in an accident, that's what you need. And that's exactly what Tom Skopinich will do for you. Tom has been serving the greater Delaware Valley for over 25 years, and he's helped many clients. With offices located in Lansdale, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, let Tom help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case. Prior to starting his own practice, Tom Skopinich used to work for and on behalf of insurance companies, which gives him a unique understanding of the strategies and tactics used by the insurance companies when they are fighting your case. Contact Tom online at scopelawyer.com, S-C-O-P-E lawyer.com, or call 215-624-2211, 215-624-2211. He's licensed in PA and New Jersey, so he'll help you and fight for you on either side of the river. Get what you deserve with my buddy Tom Skopinich, scopelawyer.com, scopelawyer.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Big news, breaking news. The House appears to have enough votes to launch the formal impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden for his actions as vice president, helping out his son, Hunter Biden. That appears to happen right now. It seems as if they uh, have the votes. This is what they're saying. I imagine at some point we'll have the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, come to the podium and have the uh, take the gavel. But it does appear as if the Republicans have the votes. I don't know if any Democrats voted yes. I probably would imagine no. And it appears that this has passed. So uh, big fourth and final hour coming up. We'll obviously cover all this for you. Plus, we're going to dig in a little bit more about the hatred that's seeding in college campuses right now. And then whatever breaking news comes out of this, we'll, we'll obviously monitor it and watch it for you. No question about it. But it looks as if the, uh, the votes are, are there. There's, the voting is still going on, but there's two, there's two motions that are happening. But it does, it does seem as if they have the votes. So uh, I would definitely stay tuned for the 6 o'clock hour. It turns out that Joe Biden, man, I'm just saying this clip, back in 2021, when Steve Bannon and... Um, Peter Navarro were both subpoenaed by Congress and they refused to come and testify regarding Donald Trump. And they were ultimately prosecuted by the Department of Justice. Well, Hunter Biden has done the exact same thing today. Hunter Biden refused to show up, refused to come to a congressional deposition, refused to show up. Instead, he gave a speech going on about how he's the victim of these MAGA Republicans who just want to be mean to him because he was a drug addict. This is what Biden said back in 2021 about people who defy congressional subpoenas. Take a listen. defy congressional subpoenas on the January 6th committee. I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they be prosecuted by the I, Justice I do, Department? yes. I do, yes. So a lot of people during the January 6th inquiry gave depositions. They demanded it for everybody. Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren at the time said, we need to do these closed-door dep- depositions because... Uh, if we do it in, in public, everybody's going to be giving speeches and we'll get nothing done. And it's going to be a political circus. That's why we do the depositions behind closed doors away from the cameras. And then we have the the open door hearings. We do both. And that's the reason why we have to do both. And that's what they demanded. And the point that was made regarding many people who were prosecuted after January 6th was that they would go in there to these depositions in front of Congress. They would plead the fifth. And then the House committee and they did not investigate january 6th i mean they were there obviously for a political relations purpose of trying to just tie donald trump to it 
But they would just play clips of people saying, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, over and over again to try to argue that all these people came in and were guilty. And that's why they argued, that's why they invoked the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution, their protection against saying anything that could could, uh, criminalize them. So, not criminalize, but you know what I mean. Anything that could be used against them to implicate them in a crime. But now when it comes to Hunter Biden, no, he's allowed to go. Biden knew he was not going to show up today for the deposition. Biden knew he was going to what he was going to say. Karine Jean-Pierre said that. We played the clip earlier for you today. She acknowledged that, yes, the president knew what his son was going to say today. So Joe Biden, when it's Republicans who get a deposition subpoena, they have to appear or they should go to jail. And that's exactly what happened to Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. The United States Department of Justice got the criminal referral from Congress. They prosecuted them for not showing up because Congress doesn't have its own police forces. The Capitol Police is not for that purpose. They send it to the, to the DOJ in a criminal referral, and then the DOJ then decides whether to prosecute or not. So they're going to hold Hunter Biden in contempt, and they're going to make a recommendation. They're going to make a referral to the Department of Justice. The question is, of course, will the Department of Justice be consistent and then charge Hunter Biden with defying an official congressional subpoena? What do you think? 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Big fourth and final hour coming up. Friday live at the Grand Hotel. But in this next hour, we're going to get the final vote on the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. So some big breaking news ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.